now you're gonna bring it up and and just put salt on the wound? Will you stop yelling at me? No. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. No, no, you're making me nervous. But seriously, it's the TC Martin Show. No, listen. Is there a uh, you're making me nervous. Diagnosis. Oh, and a foul. Prognosis. Well, that's good. Osmosis. And they'll reset. Novitski again for the lead. Bang. It's the doctor, TC Martin. It is a thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Glad to have you with us wherever you may be here today. Another scorcher. Probably a scorcher just about wherever you are here today. But Vegas, definitely tipping the scales about, what, 109? That's good. We'll check into the Bay Area, where I'm sure it's a balmy 84 degrees in San Francisco. The big 7-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will join us. We'll talk some NBA as we are about ready for play, probably about 10 days or so away. Major League Baseball is going to be on the clock here very, very soon as well, too. So a lot to hit on today. Glad to have you with us. Earthquake in the house here today. What's going on, my man? Bay How- Area 63 degrees right now. 63? Yeah. That's not, that's not balmy at all, is it? No, that's beautiful. Hey, you, <laughs> see, you'd like that 63. See, oh, my gosh. See, here's my problem with San Francisco is that... When you're driving in, we used to make that drive all the time from Sacramento, and it would be just beautiful in Sacramento. Not a cloud in the sky. Then you're heading towards the Bay Area. All of a sudden, you know, once you come to Berkeley, well, first of all, traffic just comes to a halt, a dead standstill, which is no good. But then all of a sudden, it's just dark clouds. Yeah. And what is this? Oh, it's the fog. And it's like you're going to a ball game, and you're like in your shorts. Right. And you're thinking, okay, I should have maybe... Taking a jacket. No, what happens? Don't worry about it. So then you get through, go through the Bay Bridge, do all that stuff. And then as noon approaches, all of a sudden, like magic, here comes the sunshine. Yep. And then you go sit in the stadium watching the Giants play. And now you're you're baking. And it gets up to about you know, 79, 80 degrees, which could be very hot if you're just you know sitting there. But yeah, it always bothered me that the mornings in San Francisco were just downright ugly. It's a microclimate in San Francisco. Microclimate? That's what they call it. Wait, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Let's go to our our, our on-the-spot weather Our meteorologist, (laughs) the earthquake. Well, actually, you should be a meteorologist with a name like the earthquake. There you go. No, uh, San Francisco has a microclimate, meaning that uh, the temperature can, can fluctuate. Uh, several times during the day. So that's why mornings will be foggy and cold, and then the afternoon will be sunny, and then it'll be foggy and even rainy. And it's just this weird mi- – it's being on the bay, you get that microclimate. There are a lot of Bay Area uh, cities have that problem. Give me another one. Another Bay Area city? Yeah. Like New York City. New York City could consider to have a microclimate. I get, but I've never seen that type of disparity from morning to afternoon. No, it's most – In New York. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco definitely has a, a – a very distinct microclimate where it, you know, I think it has to do with the Pacific Ocean. Okay. How about Cape Cod? Would that be uh, Probably, one of those? Yeah, There's sure. One for yeah. Okay. But I, I just, I read about San Francisco when I was, when we went up there in March and I learned all about it. Really? So, yeah. So like there to, you go. Like to know my surroundings when I. How are you with one of those big pointers in a, in a green screen behind you? Excellent you with know? one of those. Okay. Yeah. Can you give me one of these things? We have a northwesterly wind coming in five to 10 miles per right. hour. We've got a solid air pressure system coming out of the yeah. South Bay today. You'll see cumulus clouds in the air. Cumulus clouds. <laughs> very good. Exactly. 
Not, not, not to be confused with our old friends of the old employer, Cumulus Radio. Right, right. There, there you go. Cumulus Clouds. Very nice. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get some uh, some weather tips from the big seven-footer today right. uh, as well, too. But, yeah, that's always bothered me about San Francisco. That's why I could not live there. Because right now it's 63 there. Sure. It's I don't the, want 63. It's not the rent that would keep you from living there? Well, that, too, as well, too. <laughs> exactly. But 63... In the middle of July? That's my sweet spot. No, no, no. 60s? 73 is oh. fine. Ah, 73, 75, 78. I'll break a sweat in that weather. Yeah, but then again, now here's another thing. Going, and a lot of people can relate to that. Stevie Slapshot, I'm sure, yeah. could relate to this. Going down to San Francisco uh, to a night game, a Giants game, especially when they played at Candlestick Park. Sure. You would go there again. Sacramento would be 105, and you're going, hey, bring, in the, bring the down jacket. Sure. Because once... The sun goes down, especially Candlestick Park. The wind's picking up. It'd be like 58 degrees oh. at night. It, seriously, it'd go from 105 in Sacramento, and it'd be in the 50s for a night game. Wind blow, be cold. Ridiculous. And how do you get that? Like you said, Northern California, you have these temperatures that range you know, from a high uh, to a low of probably 25 to 30 degrees. Sure. You don't have that here. You get up this morning, it's probably, what, okay, 89? Yeah. You know, 95 or whatever? Yeah. Tops out at 109? You don't have these these fluctuations right. like that. Big swinging. Right. Now, the Midwest is even changes. tighter, as you know. Go to Chicago and yeah. that sort of thing. You could have you know, a high today of, of 78, and the low will be 70. Sure. You could have that. So what's your reasoning for that, Mr. Meteorologist? Maybe cloud cover. That's all I can think of. That's all you can think of? Yeah, if there's that's a lot of cloud cover, it keeps the heat on the ground. So Okay. Hmm. All right. All right, let's bring in our meteorologist from the Bay Area right now. This guy knows more about uh, San Francisco weather than probably all of us combined. The big <laughs> seven-footer, the five-time NBA champ, the Emmy Award-winning meteorologist over at Channel 7, uh, KGO Big Bill Cartwright. Why did I just give KGO a free plug? I don't I have no idea. Now, this is a really confusing thing to me, and it, and it always has, that people discuss two things every single day that they have no control over, and I'm confused by it. Maybe you can help me. Okay. People want to discuss the traffic and the weather. <laughs> now, I... On once a week, I maybe want to discuss it. Let me ask you: Why do people want to talk about the traffic and weather? Something they can't do one thing about every day. I'll tell you why. Because it's ingrained into their system. Because if you watch any local news, whether it's morning, noon, (laughs) dinner time, late night, whatever. No traffic at late night, the 11 o'clock news. But you're inundated with traffic and weather updates. Traffic and weather on the fives or on the tens. I mean, you get that all the time. That's it. People want to know. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, that's San Francisco right now. Probably 63 wind, and I see some rain. Do you hear that? Oh, there thunder, thunder, too. Exactly. There it is. There and you, you can go. get that in so Green what? Bay, Wisconsin, in the middle of summer when it's 85, and you will have that thunderstorm to delay a softball or a baseball game. But but back to your point, yes, people are just they're inundated with getting that information all the time. What's the weather like? How do I dress today? So they 
Yeah, they love their weather. And as far as the traffic goes, if you're involved in a commute, nobody wants to get stuck with it. Look at the earthquake is clogging up lane number four again. Hey, move over. What are you parking yeah. your car there on Interstate 84? Jeez. But that's why people, they, they want to, they're in a hurry. They want to know the quicker route. That's why traffic weather, everybody is in tune to that. Well, I don't think there should be a. I think there should be a weather report once a week in Vegas, once a month. What's the weather <laughs> going to be in Vegas? Hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot today. There, done. Weather report for the month. Close. Quake, can you find the uh, uh, from Good Morning Vietnam, Robin Williams' weather report when he's sitting there saying, "Oh, water buffalo is a legend." He goes, "It's going to be hot today, and then tonight it's going to be hot." Remember that? Right? There's a great classic scene there. That's what you're talking about, Bill. That's it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the weather is the same weather every year. Every year, every month. Basically, same weather. Las Vegas, it's July. It's It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Okay, we'll see you in August. How's it going? I wish somebody don't come here and bother me right now. Well, thanks, Rosa. Can't you give us a little weather? Not now, man. I'm on the balcony. I'm trying to score. Back off. But what's the weather like? You got a window? Open it. Thank you, Roosevelt. We'll have to go to someone else for the weather. I got there you it. go. <laughs> Roosevelt, Lee Roosevelt, my man. <laughs> there you go. You want to know what the weather is? Open the window. <laughs> you don't need some guy on the TV with a pointer <laughs> looking around, spinning, telling you what the weather is. You just open the window. You I know what the weather is. I think you're showing your what age you there. Doing? Because, Quake, I have not seen a guy with a weather pointer in, in decades. I think the pointer is long gone right now. Have you ever seen a guy with a pointer in the last 20 years? Not since I was a kid. There you go, right? Well, that, that, that was the last time I looked at a weather report. <laughs> what are you talking about? Every, when you were living in Chicago and I was living in Green Bay, almost daily, what did you say to me? How's the weather? This and that. And I remember one I time. I about the weather. Yeah, we, we always talk about, about the weather. And you called me Al Roker one day. One day you called What's the deal, Al Roker? Why are you talking about the weather for? Because in Green Bay and Chicago, the weather was prevalent. It changed every day. The only thing you talked about the weather is when you got out of here to Vegas, when you were in Green Bay. That's right. That's true. You did not talk about the weather not one day. <laughs> or maybe one day out of the year because it's going to be cold. How cold? Cold, cold. Done. <laughs> That's right. That is true. I, I was I was, I was, was here, and you're in a cold climate. You're right. I was, yeah, I was, I was like rubbing it in. Yeah, you're right. Rubbing it in hard. I got hard. Uh, yeah, don't get it. All right. Don't get it. All close, right. close the weather report up. All right, so let's close the weather report up. Let's uh, let's move to the next segment on, on the docket here on our morning slash afternoon evening news here. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go for the Cartwright family contest. I believe on the docket this week is fruit. Uh, am I mistaken about that? Fruit. Fruit. Greatest fruit. Now, this now that's a tough question because as you know. You're not the healthiest guy in the world, and somehow your body is still percolating along. That's the grace of God. <laughs> but we want to know. What the heck is we this? Hold on. What is this? It's game show music. Game show music. Yeah. We're getting fruit. We're getting. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cartwright Family Contest brought to you by Pepto Bismol, where you'll probably need some Pepto Bismol when we get done with this segment because we're going to be talking about fruits. Yes. That's. That's what you're going to need after the four hot dogs you probably had for lunch today. Only had one. (laughs) Only had one.
Go ahead, my friend. Grilled eggs and mustard with the French fries and the sweet tea for sweet tea. Go ahead. Okay, so, so we want to know, as you know, what is the greatest fruit of all time? Oh, wow. That is, now, that this contest is the toughest contest we've ever had because everybody loves fruit. Everybody loves fruit for different occasions, fruit in the morning, you have fruit in the afternoon, maybe you want some grapes at night. Uh, but what is the greatest fruit of all time? Well, first of all, before I give you my, and I love this category much better than last week's category, which you got to remind me what that was. But every week you say, this is the barn burner of all barn burners. Every week it's like, this is the greatest contest of all time. You said that last week. And what was it last week? Uh, it was Westerns, right? Oh, it was Westerns, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of which, our Western music for Bill Cartwright. we got to bring him in. we got to start the show all over again today if, if Quake remembers that. Because you did save it, didn't you, Quake? I think I remember. You're going to have to refresh my memory. Oh, my goodness. I'm okay. slipping. Yeah, there we go. Because remember, Cartwright has new music now, if you remember that. I've got new music. You, you got new music. That's right. You have, you have new theme song coming in. All right. So, yeah, last week, the final winner of the best Western movie of all time was... It's Bill Cartwright, ladies and gentlemen. It's not Black Bart from Blazing Saddles. It's Bill Cartwright. How he gets on a horse, I have no idea. There he is. The women folk would hide. When Liberty Valance walked around. Al Bernstein is on top of his chair right now, saluting you. He's tipping his 10-gallon hat like Jerry Jones to you, the black Bill Cartwright. Well, I got, I got news for you. I, I love this movie, The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance, Jimmy Stewart. Even though in that movie at the end, uh, there was a, I'm not going to say it's a racist comment made at the end of that movie, uh, but it was. Uh, that I'll let you figure out later. But the... Um, Greatest Western of all time, voted by the Cartwright family and friends, was actually High Noon. Of course, High Noon. There you go. All right. There, there's your gold medal winner, High Noon. There it is. But, uh, you know, speaking of some racial comments, uh, they didn't have a few of those in Blazing Saddles at all, did they? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfectly fine in 1972. Or 74, whatever. I think it was 1974 that movie came out. Yeah, but no, I guess I guess we could not play Blazing Saddles or Liberty Valance uh, in today's climate quake. We couldn't right. do that. Yeah. There it is. Well, well, you just have to cut out a couple lines and you'll be okay. There you go. All right, so back to our fruit. All right, for me, it, this is an easy one. It's a no-brainer, and you know how I feel about this. I need to start every summer morning with this, and I'm not a big, you know, the canned Fruit is okay, but for me, I can only get this fruit usually during the months of July and August, and then it kind of goes dormant. But for me, number one is the almighty peach. That's right. Peaches for me. Cut up the peach. uh, Put them in a bowl. You probably won't subscribe to this, Bill. Then I put 
the sugar on top of the peaches. Oh, nice and juicy. I, I'll go through three or four peaches every morning. What do you What do you mean buzzer, Quake? You Wait, I said the right answer. Sugar on Sh- a peach? Absolutely. Sweet enough. Oh, my God. In the strawberries, which probably be number two for me would be strawberries. And you don't put sugars on a strawberry? When I was a kid, when I was five, oh, so, my, so I would eat them so my mom could get me to eat them. Yeah, sugar. I, again, <laughs> this, this is what my grandmother did to me. It, it stuck with me all the way through. Grandmother and mother to me. Yes, you got to put the sugar on the peach. Because it's going to be a little bit tart, and same thing with a strawberry. Yeah, there it is. What do you, well, who in the world is going to put sugar on fruit? What is this? Look, this is not the cereal contest you have. Okay, <laughs> it's not about sugar. Why don't you just have some Skittles? This is about being healthy. <laughs> no, no Skittles. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. I do like where you're going with peaches, Cartwright. How do peaches stack up for a fruit? The, the, well, the contest is going to be officially over tomorrow. Right now, I would say our leaders are somewhere in the apple category. Mm. Yeah, see, now the apples, are you going to go with a Fuji, a Gala? You got the red apple, the green apple. I mean, apple could be pretty strong, but then again, isn't an apple kind of blase? I mean, can't we get a little bit deeper than an apple? I don't know. A honey crisp is pretty Honey pretty crisp solid. is pretty no. strong. You know, apples, apples are just the time of the year. Uh, if you've got a... a a great apple, great red apple. It's, uh, it's 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 crisp, it's juicy. You don't have to put any sugar on it. <laughs> it I've never uh, put I've never put healthy. sugar on an apple. You're right. Why do I put sugar on peaches and strawberries, but not an apple. but not, not an apple or pineapple? I don't do right. that either. I think those are the Why only two sugar? fruits Why that I put sugar, sugar on. Sugar on on a, on, a, on a banana. Why don't you put sugar on it? Nah, banana. That's that's that, that's not good enough for me. Can I get Cartwright's take on my favorite fruit of all time? Of course. So uh, I've I've thought about this before. I've had this debate with my wife. My favorite fruit of all time is also seasonal. It's only ripe about a month and a half, two months out of the year. Mango. It, no, no, no. It is the Rainier cherry. The Rainier oh, cherry. The orangish, yes. yellowish, yes. red cherry. Cartwright, where does that stack up? That. I think that I we had some votes for that. That is very tasty. It's the best cherry ever. But is that pits or no pits? Well, I mean, most cherries have pits. They do, just right? deal with the pit. Yeah, deal with the pit. What if you swallow the pit? Then you got to go to the hospital. It'll pass. <laughs> It'll pass. Rainier cherry, very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, love going. Love a cherry pie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Love, cherry pie is great. There it is. Wasn't that a rock and roll song, Cherry Pie? Larry Legend would know what that is. Larry Legend, what song was that cherry? Something about me, Cherry Pie, something like it's that. It's Warrant. Right? It's Warrant, cherry, right? Yeah. There also, it is. Also, uh, one of my favorite uh, songs to hear in the in the Gentleman's Club. It, really? Sure. Oh, wow. This guy's talking about his wife, and then he's talking about the Gentleman's Club. There it is. <laughs> Bill, I don't think you know anything about that song. Chubby Checker did not do a rendition of that one. No, I don't think Chubby Checker they, uh, wore a gentleman's club. No, you're right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, I think Quake needs to get the invitation next time you come to town uh, when you go on our gentleman's club tour. Well, not not, not unless we're going to get better music in there. Yeah. I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think we can make it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to go some old score B for us, Quake. You know, I mean, come on, you, we're not going to be hanging out with no warrant. That's not going to happen. <laughs> How's this for some gentlemen's club? That's music? for that's for Cartwright. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cartwright Gentlemen's Club. This is the happy hour. It's it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Go ahead and get your get your club soda. 
and, and disco down. That's why somebody's got to clean the club up. <laughs> Quick, I'm going to tell the story. Uh, you'll like this. So last time Cartwright and I go to a gentleman's club, he wants to go to the gentleman's club about about 6 or 7 p.m. And we go to the club, and we have it all arranged, and this guy... You know, we say, hey, bring a Bill Cartwright to the club. This guy is from Chicago. He wants autographs. He wants pictures. He's going, hey, great. Uh, hey, uh, what time you guys want to come in tonight? And Bill goes, well, we're here now. He goes, well, we only got a handful of girls here right now. He goes, no, we want to come now. No, no, you need to come like 11 p.m. night, midnight, you know, yeah. come, come at the, and that time he goes, no, th- th- we're fine right now. We want the blue plate special. Exactly. So we roll in there about 6.30 or whatever it is. No one's in the club except, this is a good story here too, there's only one other guy who is in the gentleman's club who is a celebrity oh. as well. He's on the other side with a with a couple female companions. We are by ourselves, and, and you know, we get that. And I don't think we had the, the best litter of the bunch at that hour, if you know what I mean. I think sure. the, you know, the, the prime stable would <laughs> come a little bit later, right? So we're, we're, we're there having a good time, and we look across. Who's there? Roy Jones Jr. Oh. There it is. There it is. So, so Roy must know something about the the happy hour, the blue light special, like yeah. Bill Cartwright does as well. But anyway, if you remember that, Bill, and then the, we stayed for a couple hours. It started to get hopping, and you wanted to exit. You go, we're out of here. <laughs> He's, that that'd be a no comment from him, I think. <laughs> yes, that is a great story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> It just, we, gentlemen's Club, music, it just came to mind. There it is. There it is. Yeah, too early in the day. You get. You got to go to a gentleman's Club later on. Isn't that right, Quake? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I what, don't know. I'm what's kinda, the prime time to go to a gentleman's Club? I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards Cartwright. Are you really? 6 p.m. That sounds awesome. 6 p.m.? Yeah, home right, by, right. home by you know, 10 o'clock in time to watch the It is happy news. hour. Yeah, probably is happy hour there. Who knows what? <laughs> <laughs> get, get the all. Maybe it was even earlier than that. Who knows? All right, so there you have it. All right, man. So fruit, uh, I got peaches, I got strawberry, I got pineapple, I got uh, apricots. I'm an apricot guy. Again, uh, apricot tree, peach tree uh, in my grandmother's house uh, way back in the day. Uh, another one. Oh, here's one for you. The very underrated blood orange. Oh, that's in, good. In your vein, you know, Quake, when you're talking about the Rainier cherry? Yeah. The blood orange. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You get a blood orange sorbet like at the Cosmopolitan, the Wicked Spoon. Outstanding. Bill, you know anything about a blood orange? Uh, I do not know much about a blood orange. Delicious. Delicious. Yes. Kind of a reddish. Yeah. Orange. To me, it's yeah. like if an orange had a baby with like a blueberry. Because <laughs> you get you get a little bit of a berry flavor to it. It's like a it's like a, a, a very good point. Yeah. There's there's some berry tones in the in the orange. It's mm. fantastic. All right. That's good. So you go cherry number one for you. Yeah. What a Cartwright. What about the kumquat? Uh, you need no. the whole thing. Absolutely not. No, no. Right. Kumquat does not make the program. Can you eat at the least, skin? At least not in a fruit discussion. Yeah. Not, not, not to make the. No, that's uh, that's about. I'm very sure that's not going to make the uh, uh, top twenty. <laughs> oh, All right, give real quick. What is your top fruit? What's yours? Well, right now mine is going to be. Uh, my number one has got to be apple, red apple. Red apple. Wow. 
Just like a good old all-American red apple. Okay. There it red is. Red apple. There it of is. Of course. All right. You got you, you to keep it pure. You got to keep it simple. Uh, it, it's great traveling with them. Uh, they can sit. You can, you can refrigerate them. Uh, you can take them everywhere. Morning, noon, night, they're good to go. I'd probably say two of the most maybe underrated or overlooked, but everybody, everyone has them almost on a daily basis, uh, oranges and grapes. Mm-hmm. And you can make a strong case for a, a really ripe, good orange that just when you open it, squirts in your face. Probably a lot like a kumquat. <laughs> but, but anyway, that and, and the grapes. Now, grapes, you go green or do you go red? Or are they actually purple? What are they? I'm a green grape guy. Yeah. Yeah. A little sour. Green too. I like green. All Green's right. great. All right. But, but but the red's good also. But the problem with those two is that uh you you know, you can't hang on to them for very long. That's a good point. Yeah, they'll spoil in a heartbeat. So there you go. All right, man, we spent enough time on, on fruit. Uh we gotta talk a little MBA here. So this set up this system you know we've had more coronavirus people test positive your sacramento kings four players have tested positive harrison barnes is at home recovering now buddy healed is back but the kings i think have more uh guys in the proverbial bubble clubhouse than than anybody i don't know what's going on there in sacramento my friend uh maybe they need to eat more fruit in Sacktown. I, I don't get it but you know we know russell westbrook tested positive for covid as well too he's quarantined back in houston uh, they're, the players are going through this protocol. The NBA says, okay, at least 14 days must have passed from the, uh, the latter of the first positive tests to the resolution of their symptoms. You've got to pass two negative uh, tests at least 24 hours apart. Then you, the players must return a positive antibody test within the, the last 30 days. They must pass a negative rapid uh, COVID-19 test before taking part in any closer physical contact with other people. And then if, uh, you know, we got news today that we've got um, um, our, our, our good friend uh, uh, Zion Williamson ha- has left to be with family. He has, he's got a family emergency, so he is going to have to go through that same protocol. He's going to return at a later date. So once he returns, he's going to have to be quarantined at least four days so yeah, we got players leaving the bubble. We got players picking up fast food uh, to leave the bubble. We got players leaving for emergency reasons. We got players that are sick. We got players arriving late, like James Harden. Your NBA is a mess, Big Bill Cartwright. It's a total mess. NBA is not a mess. NBA is fine. Look, for one thing, um, and this is a, 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 a double-edged sword for you. Ignore the media. Because those are just a few guys, idiots, that uh, uh, are either making mistakes or they're following their own schedule. The bottom line is that uh, people are the guys are ready to rock and roll. Um, hopefully they'll be able to start training camp, uh, get ready to go really, really soon, and uh, start playing some games. And uh, I think the big thing is going to be, the big question is going to ask, is that to me? What what's going to be the four best teams in the East, and what are going to be the four best teams in the West? And and being able to look at that, I think is going to be very consistent with the teams that we love with. Um, 
I don't think there's going to be any big surprises. I think teams are who they are, um, regardless of the, uh, the the media hype. Zion and all this stuff is not going to matter. The best team's going to win. So I, I think that's going to be more interesting to, to, to watch on the uh, 31st when we finally start playing basketball. All right. And I know you have uh, some concern about the playoff format and what's going to transpire there. That playoff thing is, is, is definitely a mess. And, again, you know, unlike the NHL, who's just diving right into the playoffs, which I fully support, the NBA is going to close out this regular season. They're bringing us teams that basically are going to come in like for a summer league run we got to finish these eight games and then get to a playoff and have these guys battle for like an eighth seed, like a play-in type of format, like the NCAA does with you know going from sixty-eight to sixty-four. I'm not a fan of this at all. Well, I think it is what it is, and I and I think it's a good thing for for the fact that they play, so we can have some kind of normality and uh, uh, and quite frankly bring some spirit. The sports fans and, and just people, period, that there's going to be some normality with all this craziness that's going on. So, uh, like I said before, I don't think we're going to have great basketball. Uh, I think we're going to have maybe great individual plays. Uh, the, the timing has got to be off. The hardness is off. A lack of play. But uh, I, I think we're going to we're going to uh, uh, be able to play. Uh, have something to occupy our minds other than, uh, you know, watching uh, another episode of Big Bang or whatever you guys watch over there, maybe the uh, uh, sports and weather. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great. We're looking forward to it so we can finally have some competition, and we know it's going to look different without any fans. But, yeah, I, I'm looking forward. I, I'm really not really looking forward to the first couple weeks of the NBA season. And here's a weird stat here. And not a stat, but the date. I was looking at the date. Do you realize that the NBA playoffs are not going to start until August the 17th? August the 17th. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm watching baseball until August 17th. And then August 17th, I'm getting ready for some football. They've already lost my attention as long as it's taken the NBA to get things together. But I'm not going to be paying attention from July 26th to to August 16th. I'll tell you that. Give me August 17th when we see some playoff basketball. Well, what do you? Well, you still have the WNBA to watch as well. So you got that right. Yes, true. Look, so I I think it's going to be great that we have all those different scenarios, potential scenarios of NBA, WNBA. They're going to the playoffs, so at least. I mean, let's think about it this way. All those games are going to mean something, so that's going to be a, it's going to be a different format. But uh, but what great drama that could happen uh, in this short period of time? So uh, for all the people that complain about having all these games, well, guess what? They're not having them. They're starting the playoffs right now. So it, it should be a great time. It should be a, a great soap opera. Um, for for the young boys, re, re, reality TV. So uh, I I think it's great, and also uh, for the baseball guys as well. And we we discussed earlier about uh, uh, baseball wise, probably the the team that capitalizes the most for not having the fans are uh, are the uh, Houston Astros. 
So their their troubles have uh, gone away because of the current situation. So it's I I think it's going to be a really interesting year and finally give us something to to talk about that's real, real sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I wish it was uh, happening a little bit earlier because we're at the tail end of summer and then this stuff will be getting in the, in the thick of it here. But, you know, baseball coming basically in 10 days or so, so looking forward to that. Uh, again, you know, the NBA will it'll take a while to get into the playoffs. So, and the NHL. And I think uh, all of it without fans will be interesting on how we're going to watch it. But I'm with you. I, I think it definitely will be exciting. We were talking about this yesterday. I want to get your take on this real quick. Is that a lot of people are, are already have the Lakers circled to win the championship or at least be in the NBA finals here. Uh, I'm going to, you know, we like to have friendly wagers, as you well know, and you and I have had several of them when it comes, you know, NBA finals time, playoff time here. But I am willing to take the field. That means anybody to win the championship aside from the Lakers. And you can have the Lakers. How's that? Are you willing to take that bet for a nice dinner? Well, okay. I will say this, is that right now, let me at least look at two games. <laughs> why? Why? Started. I, you you why got a chance that? to watch 66 games already this year. What are you talking about? Be it, you know, haven't seen anything in the last what? four months. What, six months ago? <laughs> I want to see what the teams are like now. You know, I need I need at least a one week evaluation. All right, one week. Back. Okay, one week I'll st- I, I will still put that wager on the table one week into the season before the playoffs start. And you can still have a bet with that. Because I don't think LeBron James, I don't think the Lakers are winning. And I think everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion. So that's why I'm willing to take, I'm willing to give you the Lakers. You can have the Lakers and I'll take anybody else. Well, exactly. For one thing, I'm taking the best, as you know, team. I want to see how the teams are playing. You know, I know the ESPN, they talk about teams with one person or two, but I want to talk about the whole, I want to look at the whole teams and how they're playing, how they're playing together, um, you know, if they're prepared to uh, to go through this process. And, and I think there's going to be teams that are going to be better prepared. They're going to be teams that have been uh, uh that are not injured. Uh, so uh, so we'll see. Is that going to be Milwaukee? It may be. It may be Milwaukee. It could it, be. It may be, it, it may be Miami. I don't know. And it may but, be but that was, uh, it might be that other LA team, the Clippers, because it seems like these guys have been taking this pretty seriously. And the guys that are all on the same page, working out together, and at least been having some type of communication with their coach and staff, I, and that could be the Clippers. So they, but they are the Clippers, as we well know. They're still the Clippers. But you know, for me, I'm looking Bucks. I'm looking Clippers. I'm with you. Yeah, we we got to see who's going to take this thing serious. How many of their uh, you know starters are going to be there? How many are going to be healthy? So I'm with you with that. And again, it'll be interesting. It's a lot better than what we've been watching, which is really absolutely nothing from a sports perspective over the last four or five months. So I'm with you, man. Yeah, maybe maybe Quake wants in on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, Quake, well, I think we talked about it yesterday. Who, who'd you take, Quake? Uh, I said anybody but the Lakers. You said, yeah, yeah. He's, he's with me on that. Anybody but the Lakers. You know, we're not, we're not going to root for your boy, wow. LeBron James. We're not going to do that. That's it. 
Wow, you guys, you guys got a lot of hate. That's what I want. That's what I think is interesting. Why, why all the hate for the Lakers? No, no, no. I'm a Southern California boy. I'm Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was part of that that uh, that Lakers fan club back in the day. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Again, it's 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 more anti-LeBron James, as you know, with me than anything else. Okay, it's not so much the Lakers, but come on, but. I think it's just an odds thing for me. It's would you, would you rather take any of these other teams or one team? Yeah, I, I agree. One injury away. Like I said, the Lakers have already lost a couple guys. They lost your boy Rajon Rondo. But thank goodness I don't have to watch him. I, that guy makes me sick. I don't want to watch him play. So at least I don't, I don't have to look at that. So that's good. All right, my friend, we will let you go. Uh, good luck with the fruit. Uh, give us uh, the winner. Hopefully my, my peach and the peaches with sugar on top, they get a chance to uh, get to the gold medal stand. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Bill Cartwright, the five-time NBA champion, also the cowboy at heart. Get <laughs> up. He says get up. All right, my man. Take care. Have a good one. Hey, stay off horses in Golden Gate Park. Could be a dangerous thing there. Or stay off the Bay Bridge with an Appaloosa. Was an Appaloosa ever in a Western... I have no idea. All right. We come back. Brad the Believer is going to check in. More for you. T.C. Martin Show. Thunderous Thursday. Yee-haw! The West would need to tame a troubled land. Come on, let me put some water on your ball. More from the master debater. Martin. You'll never know what comes out of this guy's mouth. It has been one of those days today, hasn't it? It's just one of those days where you don't know what we're going to say. Talked about kumquats. We talked about... Many times we've talked about that. Peaches with sugar on them. Oh, which is delicious, by the way, too. It's just one of those days. It's the thunderous Thursday. Yeah. And you, you even actually had some thunderstorms sound effects earlier. Yeah. There you go. All right. Big Bill Cartwright joins us. Uh, he joined us, and we got that. Brad the Believer, not in studio here today. I Did the Believer check in with you to say why he is not in studio today? Just said he's on assignment. He's on assignment? Yeah. Man, I'd better not be hearing that he's got some, uh, you know, some car trouble or something like that. Because we need to give this guy new, some new wheels or something like that, or get him a permanent lift. I don't know. Believer's not in studio, but he's out there somewhere. Believer, come on in. Where are you at? I'm investigating on assignment. Did you know, TC, that uh, here in Las Vegas we're actually having a basketball tournament called the Five starting this weekend at the Orleans Arena? Did you know this? The Five. Now, did you get a team in there? Uh, not my team, but it's it's a lot of former NBA players uh, from different cities. Be will be congregating at the Orleans Arena, and it will be a three on three tournament. And I'm just starting to learn the details as we go. Uh, but that's coming here to the Vegas Valley this weekend at the Orleans, my man. Yeah, excellent. You know, again, the uh, the last time we had one of these offshoot tournaments, I think I told you the story I was involved in. LeVar Ball tried to uh, do his own McDonald's All-America All-Star game, and what a nightmare travesty that was at the Orleans Arena. I hope, hope well, then again, we won't have any fans whatsoever, but I like the idea. But is this a cheap ripoff, Brad, of the, you know, T, what is it, the, the TBT, uh, not the Floyd Mayweather, uh, you know, 
the the best of all time, but the, the basketball tournament where the Golden Eagles, which I wanted to bet on, Travis Diener hits the game winner three from the corner there the other day. Is it a cheap ripoff between that and what Ice Cube is doing with his big three? Yeah, I think it's closer to the Ice Cube big three. I'm still getting the final details of the tournament, but we already have a schedule for this weekend, so that's what I've been accomplishing on assignment today, this investigation of this new The Five tournament here in Vegas. Why are they calling it The Five? Is it three on three? Wouldn't that be the six? <laughs> are there only five teams? Yeah, they're just five teams. Yeah, that that may be uh, the rationale behind it is geographically the five. Uh, I will get more of those details coming into tomorrow's show for sure. All right, Brad the Believer investigating there. There it is at the bowels of the Orleans Arena looking for some stale popcorn underneath there as well, too. We'll have to take a look at that. But interesting concept. Do we know who the rosters are? Do we have any inkling of former NBA players or college stars? Got any names whatsoever at this point? Uh, yes, we do. Um, I don't have those names handy, but they, cause they've kind of run across me quickly because there's some female players in there as well as there's going to kind of be a it, it, there's going to be some mixture of teams, men and women. So that's going to be an interesting component. When we get into tomorrow's show, I'll have some more details exactly of the names and players associated with the teams. There it is. Breaking news. Brad the Believer. You got to save that one. That, that's, that's one of the better update uh, beds that we've had. So let's, let's definitely save that. Believer, uh, you listen to Bill Cartwright. Any, what, any comments uh, you want to throw in? Uh, anything you heard in that riveting conversation? Yeah, riveting is right. I know I, I have to give Earthquake the MVP of the show so far today <laughs> as, you guys, uh, <laughs> as you guys killed me with the fruit talk. But I'll have to go with Quake uh, and the Rainier Cherries, and I'll leave it at that. There it is. That's strong. Good stuff, man. All right. (laughs) So uh, we look at the NFL situation here, and we touched upon this yesterday. I got to really dive into this whole, you know, the Dak Prescott thing. So we talked yesterday about Dak Prescott, franchise tag, could not come to an agreement. So he's going to play for $31.4 million under the franchise tag. Now, he is only going to trail Patrick Mahomes this season in salary at $45 million. So we hear today that you know we were waiting to the 11th hour. Is he going to sign a deal or not? There was no communication, nothing happening between the Cowboys and Dak and his agent. We found out today that there actually was some conversation, and he was very close to signing a long-term deal, but they said the clock ran out. So you had the 1 o'clock deadline. They could not uh, come to an agreement. Obviously couldn't get an extension there. But uh, they said the deal was on the table for Prescott to get between 33 and $35 million annually with a $110 million guarantee, $70 million owed over the first two years and included a $50 million signing bonus, which would have been great for him. But they they couldn't get it done. Therefore, the consolation prize, as we talked about yesterday, he gets to play on this one-year deal for $31.4 million. But then again, you know, if they can't come to an agreement next year, he can get franchised again next year for in the neighborhood of about $37.5 million. Look, if this season was going to play out like it normally would, you would have a normal training camp, 
normal amount of preseason games. I, I would say without a doubt this is lining up for Dak Prescott to make himself more money. The Cowboys used their first-round pick on CeeDee Lamb. Mike McCarthy, who's coached two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, one will be in the Hall of Fame when his career is over. I think this offense is definitely set up for Dak Prescott to succeed, especially in a division where we don't know how much better the Giants are going to be. The Redskins still have to prove some things with a young, unproven quarterback also. So it's really the Cowboys against the Eagles for the top of that division, if you're asking me. And I think with the weapons around Dak Prescott, if the offensive line plays well, he has a chance to have another great year. Now, with preseason in question, we, we are now questioning whether we will have any preseason games, not a lot of offseason congregation. It's going to be interesting to see how Dak and the new pieces gel with Mike McCarthy and his new offense. So that's something uh, to keep an eye on, although they are bringing Kellen Moore back as the offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken, which should be some familiarity for Dak and some of those offensive weapons. So I, I, I know we have a little bit of a different opinion on Dak Prescott. I think the addition of C.D. Lamb with some of those weapons and Mike McCarthy, we know he likes to throw the ball. I think he's going to get Ezekiel Elliott the ball out of the backfield a little bit more. I like his chances of parlaying this if he stays healthy and making himself more money. Yeah, and with McCarthy's offense compared to what Jason Garrett was doing, you're going to see uh, you know things open up a little bit. There, there's no question about that, and we'll see how Prescott you know comes to terms with that. You mentioned Kellen Moore too, and Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are definitely going to have to be on the same page as well too. So. It's going to be an interesting dynamic. We've seen McCarthy struggle uh, with Aaron Rodgers uh, in that relationship. How will it be with Dak Prescott? Prescott coming in now, earning the big paycheck. And here's what I want to run by you guys. So I said he's only going to trail Patrick Mahomes, who is the new king now on the block at $45 million per season. The money that Prescott is going to be making is going to dwarf the following guys. And again, I want to go into this open mind. Okay, with Prescott again, not a huge fan because he hasn't accomplished anything. Okay, hasn't accomplished anything deep in the playoffs. But then again, Tony Romo didn't either as well, too. Are there some tools there? Yes. But for me, Dak Prescott, in the biggest moments, he has not shined for whatever reason, whether it's the surrounding talent. Well, you know, I still think he's had great people on the offensive line, one of the better offensive lines in football running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, he's had it. Okay, I'm not going to be too hard on him, but I really want to go here open-minded, and he's going to be making more money than these following guys, and should he be making more money than these guys? He's making more money than Tom Brady. He's making more money than Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, your boy Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. What? Is, is he better than any of those guys? Uh, I would take him over a couple of those guys, not many. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think he's necessarily too far behind some of the top-tier guys. I like him a lot. I like what he can do outside of the pocket. I think he's very accurate. He doesn't turn the ball over a ton. A lot of people say good Dak, bad Dak. I don't see a lot of bad Dak. I think some of the play calling and some of the pieces – uh, around him have failed him more than he's failed the team. Uh, I would take him over Cousins. Uh, I would probably Tom Brady at this age. You, I'm not going to 
take Dak over Tom Brady, but if you want to talk about is Prescott worth more money, well, you have to look at the stage in his career. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers, TC. Let me ask you a question real quick. Let's fast forward to next year and say Dak Prescott's good, but he only wins one playoff game and say the same thing for Green Bay. And Green Bay is ready to move on from Rodgers since the fact that they draft drafted Jordan Love. If there's an opportunity to not sign Dak and take Aaron Rodgers at this point in their careers, fast-forwarding to next year, what, what decision would you make if you're Cowboys brass? That's an interesting question, I think. Dak in his prime, Aaron Rodgers at 36. Yeah, I just don't think it's an option because of the McCarthy Rogers situation. I don't think either one wants that again. Uh, that was it was painful to watch. It was painful to see up close and personal. And I don't think Jerry Jones would go that. Jerry Jones has kind of showed us that he wants young. Uh, he'd rather groom a guy out of college that he could that he could put his stamp on. Uh, so I don't, I don't see Dallas going the free agent route at quarterback. Uh, I don't think that's so. That so that being yeah. said, TC, what do they do? Next year, if they decide we don't want to pay him $37 yeah. million, dollars, what are their options? Yeah, I, I think what they probably do, they're going to use this as maybe in an audition you know, thing, but I, I see maybe them coming to an agreement, a long-term deal with Dak. If they were this close and, they just, they're, and what we're hearing is true, that they just ran out of time to get this deal done, that tells me that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys brass really want to keep him around. I don't know why they didn't start these negotiations earlier. I think there was a little bit of bad blood. There was a little stubbornness. We saw that with Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys, you know, last year as well, too. But then, you know, they both said the right things at the end and let bygones be bygones. But I'm if I have to say right now, I say Prescott probably comes back next year under a three or four year deal. Yeah, I think it's kind of ridiculous, the notion that they ran out of time. How much time have you had to make this deal? Right. It's unacceptable, but look, I, I don't think it's a, it's probably a bigger story. It's not as big a story as we're making it out to be due to the fact that, look, they, they have an opportunity to franchise him again next year. I don't see another option of them going to stay youthful and give them a chance to win. And, and, and what's not good enough? Now, if, if they go 7-9 and nine and miss the playoffs – then you may reconsider what you want to do. But if they win the division, win a playoff game, or are competitive in a playoff game, similar to the Vikings, they decided that there's not really a better option. They, they got to the divisional round. Kirk Cousins was awful in that divisional round, but they decided to stick with Kirk Cousins. Right. Uh, and and Dallas, Dallas is not going to be bad enough, TC, to warrant a top-ten pick unless they're going to be making a bunch of trades between now and then to acquire somebody else's top 10 pick. Yeah, no, I agree. In in that way, the division is lined up. Like you said, it is Philadelphia and Dallas, and both of those teams could be hovering around 11 and 5, 10 and 6, maybe some, you know, the winner of the division is even 12 and 4 depending on how the schedule it goes. But again, with the Giants and the Redskins in that division, yeah, you're right. And the Dallas has enough key components around there. Uh Miles Garrett signs that 5-year deal, 125 million dollars. Yes, that's 25 million dollars a season for a guy that was suspended throughout the end of last season for throwing a helmet at Mason Rudolph. Are we going to reward this guy? What? Here we go with another Cleveland situation again. What is Cleveland doing? Why do you want to reward this guy this kind of money? And again, I understand a lot of potential, number one overall pick, but 
This is the Cleveland Browns. I'm not on board with dishing out this kind of money. $25 million a season for a defensive lineman? Well, TC, that's that's the going rate for a guy with his yeah. production. If you take if you take away the incident with Mason Rudolph and the games he missed due to that situation, he was as productive a player at that position as anybody. And we just saw Chris Jones for the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs sign an $85 million deal. My Miles Garrett, like you said, former number one overall pick, uh, one of the best players at that position, that's kind of the going rate. And he's a guy still very young, still a lot of production ahead. So I think the Browns organization and the people, his teammates, thought that this was an isolated incident with Mason Rudolph. Uh, this guy necessarily hasn't had too much trouble aside from that incident. And this is the going rate. A guy that could get to the passer, the defensive end, and pass rushing defensive end is a hot commodity, just like the wide receiver position is. And the running back position has kind of fallen by the wayside. The defensive end, pass rushing defensive end, is really an important player in this pass happy league in 2020. Yeah, but you know, it hasn't resulted in success. Uh, not in in overall wins, losses, playoff appearances for the Cleveland Browns, or even on the defensive side of the ball. The Browns have not been a top-rated defense. They, they haven't been solid at all on that side of the ball. And I think this is, again, why Cleveland... You know, you wouldn't see New England making a move like this. You wouldn't see these upper echelon teams, you know, shelling out that kind of money for one guy when they need so much other help at other positions. And we'll round out with this, and we touched upon it yesterday towards the end of the show. Derrick Henry signs that new deal, four years, $50 million. That's $12.5 million per year. The tag would have paid him ten point eight, but it's an interesting deal, really good for the Titans because it's a team option in years three and four for Tennessee. And Derrick Henry said, you know what, uh, I'm going to take this deal because I want to free up some money, be the good teammate for the Titans to acquire other people, unlike what Cleveland's doing. So I actually like this for both sides. I agree with you. And to finish the thought on Cleveland, remember, they're still the Cleveland Browns. So until they prove otherwise, they're always going to be a dumpster fire that makes bad decisions. So until they prove that on the field, uh, that they can be a team that's competitive and compete for playoff spots, they're always going to be the Cleveland Browns. As far as the Titans and Derrick Henry, I agree with you. I think it's a good deal for both sides. I think Derrick Henry wanted to get money in his pocket with this uncertainty surrounding the pandemic and other sports leagues, and I think it was a good deal for the Titans as well. All right, Believer, are you in tomorrow? I'm in, baby. All right, there it is. Friday edition tomorrow. We look forward to that. Get ready for the weekend. Take care, my man. Appreciate you joining us today uh, via satellite, as we say. So good stuff. Uh, Go find some good fruit for us and report back to us tomorrow. How's that? Sounds great. We'll see you tomorrow. You got it, brother. All right. All right. I want to thank Bill Cartwright for joining us today. The Quakester, Mr. Kumquat, way to go. We're back at it again tomorrow. You miss any part of the show, go to the website. Uh, check out the latest blogs, the interviews up there as well, too, at tcmartinshow.com. Enjoy the rest of your day. Again, tomorrow, back at it on a Friday edition at 2 p.m. Take care. Hasta la vista, baby. Pass me the peaches. <laughs> <laughs>